passages fifty six through sixty of reflections on the formation and distribution of wealth by anne robert jacques turgot translated by nicholas de condorcet this librivox recording is in the public domain fifty six personal property has an exchangeable value even for land itself a man that would have been possessed of a quantity of lands without cattle or slaves would undoubtedly have made an advantageous bargain in yielding a part of his land to a person that would have offered him in exchange cattle and slaves to cultivate the rest it is chiefly by this principle that property in land entered likewise into commerce and had a comparative value with that of all other goods if four bushels of corn the net produce of an acre of land was worth six sheep the acre itself that feeds them could have been given for a certain value greater indeed but always easy to settle by the same way as the price of other wares namely at first by debates among the two contractors next by the current price established by the agreement of those who exchanged land for cattle or the contrary it is by the scale of this current specie that lands are appraised when a debtor is prosecuted by his creditor and is constrained to yield up his property fifty seven valuations of lands by the proportion of their revenue with the sum of personal property or the value for which they are exchanged this proportion is called the price of lands it is evident that if land which produces a revenue equivalent to six sheep can be sold for a certain value which may always be expressed by a number of sheep equivalent to that value this number will bear a fixed proportion with that of six and will contain it a certain number of times thus the price of an estate is nothing else but its revenue multiplied a certain number of times twenty times if the price is a hundred and twenty sheep thirty times of one hundred and eighty sheep and so the current price of land is reckoned by the proportion of the value of the revenue and the number of times that the price of the sale contains that of the revenue is called so many years purchase of the land they are sold at the price of twenty thirty or forty years purchase when on purchasing them we pay twenty thirty or forty times their revenue it is also not less evident that this price must vary according to the number of purchasers or sellers of land in the same manner as other goods vary in a ratio to the different proportion between the offer and the demand fifty eight all capital in money and all value whatever is equivalent to land producing a revenue equal to a determined sum first employ of capitals purchase of lands let us now go back to the time after the introduction of money the facility of accumulating it has soon rendered it the most desirable part of personal property and has afforded the means of augmenting by economy the quantity of it without limits whoever either by the revenue of his land or by the salary of his labor or industry receives every year a higher income than he needs to spend may lay up the residue and accumulate it these accumulated values are what we name a capital the pusillanimous miser that keeps his money with the mere view of soothing his imagination against apprehension of distress and the uncertainty of futurity keeps his money in a hoard if the dangers he had foreseen should eventually take place and he in his poverty 
be reduced to live every year upon the treasure or a prodigal successor lavish it by degrees this treasure would soon be exhausted and the capital totally lost to the possessor the latter can draw far greater advantage from it for an estate in land of a certain revenue being but an equivalent of a sum of value equal to the revenue taken a certain number of times it follows that any sum whatsoever of value is equivalent to an estate in land producing a revenue equal to a fixed proportion of that sum it is perfectly the same whether the amount of this capital consists in a mass of metal or any other matter since money represents all kinds of value as well as all kinds of value represent money by these means the possessor of a capital may at first employ it in the purchase of lands but he is not without other resources fifty nine another employment for money and advances for enterprises of manufacture or industry i have already observed that all kinds of labor either of cultivation or industry required advances and i have shown how the earth by the fruits and herbages it spontaneously produces for the nourishment of men and animals and by the trees of which man has first formed his utensils had furnished the first advances for cultivation and even of the first manual works a man can perform for his own service for instance it is the earth that provides the stone clay and wood of which the first houses were built and before the division of professions when the same man that cultivated the earth provided also for his other wants by his own labor there was no need of other advances but when a great part of society began to have no resource but in their hands it was necessary that those who lived thus upon salaries should have somewhat beforehand that they might either procure themselves the materials on which they labored or subsist during the time they were waiting for their salary sixty explanation of the use of the advances of capitals in enterprises of industry on their returns and the profits they ought to produce in early times he that employed laboring people under him furnished the materials himself and paid from day to day the salaries of the workmen it was the cultivator or the owner himself that gave to the spinner the hemp he had gathered and he maintained her during the time of her working thence he passed the yarn to a weaver to whom he gave every day the salary agreed upon but those slight daily advances can only take place in the coarsest works a vast number of arts and even of those arts indispensable for the use of the most indigent members of society require that the same materials should pass through many different hands and undergo during a considerable space of time difficult and various operations i have already mentioned the preparation of leather of which shoes are made whoever has seen the workhouse of a tanner cannot help feeling the absolute impossibility of one or even several indigent persons providing themselves with leather lime tan utensils etc and causing the requisite buildings to be erected to put the tan-house to work and of their living during a certain space of time till their leather can be sold in this art 
and many others must not those that work on it have learned the craft before they presume to touch the materials lest they should waste them in their first trials here then is another absolute necessity of advances who shall now collect the materials for the manufactory the ingredients the requisite utensils for their preparation who is to construct canals markets and buildings of every denomination how shall that multitude of workmen subsist till the time of their leather being sold and of whom none individually would be able to prepare a single skin and where the emolument of the sale of a single skin could not afford subsistence to any one of them who shall defray the expenses for the instruction of the pupils and apprentices who shall maintain them until they are sufficiently instructed guiding them gradually from an easy labour proportionate to their age to works that demand more vigour and ability it must then be one of those proprietors of capitals or movable accumulated property that must employ them supplying them with advances in part for the construction and purchase of materials and partly for the daily salaries of the workmen that are preparing them it is he that must expect the sale of the leather which is to return him not only his advances but also an emolument sufficient to indemnify him for what his money would have procured him had he turned it to the acquisition of lands and moreover of the salary due to his troubles and care to his risk and even to his skill for surely upon equal profits he would have preferred living without solicitude on the revenue of land which he could have purchased with the same capital in proportion as this capital returns to him by the sale of his works he employs it in new purchases for supporting his family and maintaining his manufactory by this continual circulation he lives on his profits and lays by in store what he can spare to increase his stock and to advance his enterprise by augmenting the mass of his capital in order proportionably to augment his profits end of passages fifty six through sixty